morning, good afternoon, everybody. We're back for subplot number, I don't know, because... Six? Yeah, I six. think. Yeah, yeah. six. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was... We've lost track. Uh, we're living on three hours of sleep <laughs> in between watching these I, movies. I've been working 5 a.m. for the last two weeks, with the exception of today, so that was kind of nice. But I still woke up early and watched this movie, or one of these movies. So, that's the thing. <laughs> Uh, the, the real question will be, was it worth the time? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was pretty good. Um, so yeah, we're just going to jump right in. Uh, we got three movies for you. Um, this one, as you know, if you listened to the last one. Um, so we're starting with Godzilla versus Hedorah. Yes, we I are. I think I said that one right for once. Yes, you did. <laughs> This is uh, the installment from 1971 from uh, director Yoshimitsu Bono. And for a quick bit of trivia on this, Yoshimitsu Bono is the reason that the 2014 Godzilla got made. All right. He, uh, in 2004, he wanted to create an American-produced movie called Godzilla 3D to the Max which was supposed to be an IMAX short where Godzilla fights a monster called Deathla and which is kind of similar to Hedorah and he ended up uh, giving it to Brian Rogers who signed on and then it went through a couple of rewrites and everything and eventually in 2009 Legendary got the rights to it and he stayed on as an executive producer so it's uh, it's kind of an interesting uh, yeah, interesting <clears throat> line of how that uh, went about. He's not, you know, he doesn't have a, like a, a ton of credits. No, and pe- uh, he just passed away a couple years ago too, I believe. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, um, but I mean, he's uh, you know, people who are fans of the American Godzilla movies, he's you can thank him because he's the yeah. one who kickstarted that whole thing. Yeah, I mean, he's still listed as executive as an executive producer yeah. on King of the Monsters and Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. So that, I guess that was all He left his mark on the legacy. Yeah. He yeah. certainly did. With only one directorial uh yeah. credit to his name in the Godzilla franchise, but he uh spawned another franchise with it. Yeah. Um so I mean, this movie uh, is a—it's an environmentalist movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> like it is—it is definitely written as an environmentalist uh, wet dream. Is that what we could call it? <laughs> yeah, like uh, it just shows—you know—it shows the effects. This movie, the smog uh, monster. Yeah, this movie, said, like the says. original Godzilla, depicted the effects of nuclear tests, nuclear right. war. Where this movie depicts the effects of pollution and uh, human beings just ruining the earth, which Hedorah represents that. And, it, like, I remember not liking this movie when I watched it the first time when yeah. I was younger. It was just kind of weird to me. Because younger, when you're younger, you don't... You don't see the message behind yeah. everything. You're not... You're watching it for the monster action and, uh, like, watching this this time around, I was like... That's actually really good. I was like, I, yeah. I like, I've become a fan of this movie more. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not like, I'll never say I'm not a fan of any of those movies, with the exception of Godzilla's Revenge. But, um, <laughs> but this movie, like, after rewatching it, I was like, huh. I was like, this is actually pretty good. Like, yeah, for I... for a later Showa era um, edition, it is it's actually pretty good. The storyline is easy to follow. Uh, there's interesting characters. Uh, there's some horrific moments that happen in this movie. When I say horrific, I mean, like, I remember watching this as a kid and being like, I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, when Hedora flies over the street, like, spewing the smog everywhere, and people literally just melt. Yeah. And they just turn to skeletons yeah. in the streets. I'm like, <laughs> that's horrific. Yeah, definitely. Um, I... We always talk about alternate titles for the American releases. Apparently, it was Godzilla versus the Smog Monster, mm-hmm. and it was a double feature with the American film The Thing with Two Heads, which is a sequel to The Thing. 
Oh, okay. No, it's not. No. <laughs> I, I just thought that was, it kind of it kind of almost sounds like the prequel to the thing. Yeah. Because the uh, the thing has that the one thing has two heads melted together. Right. But um. Huh. But yeah, this movie is uh it, it has a couple of really goofy moments in it. Uh, let's talk about the most iconic goofy <laughs> moment. Yeah. In the movie is this is the movie where Godzilla flies. And it, 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 yeah, it is a sight to behold, and I I remember people joked, and I shared a bunch of memes when King of the Monsters was running their marketing. Somebody photoshopped it was uh, the picture of Godzilla breathing fire into the sky. Okay, and they photoshopped it where he is like up above the clouds, like flying next to an airplane, <laughs> and he's just shooting the fire, and he's just like rocketing backwards. Oh my god! And then it said, well, "What day did it come out?" It was like May thirty first or something. It's like. May 31st, you'll believe a lizard can fly. Like, I was like, that, that, that's like the greatest marketing that could ever be done with that. But uh, that's, yeah, that, that that's moment, what everyone remembers about this movie is that yeah. goofy moment. And, and I have seen that moment in highlights or, you know, whatever. GIFs and all yeah. sorts of stuff. And, and out of context, you're just like, what the hell's going on? Oh, now? yeah. Yeah. If you haven't watched the movie, you're just going to be like, excuse me? I mean, it's still ridiculous. Oh yeah, but yeah. but knowing that he's chasing after Hedorah, yeah, like, like, and that's the only way he can because he's not going to be able to run. Yeah, because he's, he's yeah. flying. Yeah, um, and then of course we get the triumphant uh, trumpet music, like the fanfare as yeah. Godzilla's rocketing towards Hedorah yeah, and then yeah. tackles him out of the sky. But I mean, there's a couple of really good uh, moments of this, like Hedorah for being just like a, a blobish monster has a lot of cool um attributes that he uses against his, his eyes make me very uncomfortable oh yeah the eyes and the the pulsating like brain in yeah. his head like and, and, and let's just get this out of the way hedora is an alien that came to earth on a meteorite that has uh fed on pollution so it has grown bigger and bigger and it goes through a lot of stages in its life cycle, which reminds me a lot of Shin Godzilla. Mm. And I'm wondering if Hideki Anno, like, kind of had that in his mind, where he was like, well, Hedorah fed off of pollution and went through stages of, like, a frog, like, from a tadpole to yeah. all these other stages. And I'm wondering if he wasn't like, I could do that with Godzilla. Like, if we did it where he feeds off of radioactive waste that's in the bottom of the ocean, he could have, like, a tadpole form and then go through all these other forms and evolve like yeah. Hedorah did. Um, so I'm wondering, like, he, I don't think he's ever said it, like, ever spoken it aloud, but I'm wondering if that wasn't an inspiration for him. Because as I'm watching this movie, I was like, oh, I was like, this reminds me a lot of Shin, yeah. where he evolves as the movie progresses and becomes bigger and bigger until he's almost unstoppable. Um, this is one of the one of, one of the Godzilla movies where I was pretty invested in, in what the humans were doing when they were like trying to study. The, the tadpole form. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then like. They're trying to figure out a way they to. They have beat two it. of them and then they, they combine them. Mm hmm. Like they learn that basically you get a bunch of these together, they're going to form into a much form, larger yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought that stuff was pretty interesting. Yeah. And I mean, there's there's like a couple, uh, like I said, there's a couple scary sequences. Like uh, the dad is, the doctor is scuba diving to try and find oh, like, yeah, more of yeah. these samples and whatever and the the larger tadpole one that has the glowing eyes like jumps out of the water to attack the kid and he stabs it with a knife as it flies over <laughs> top of him and he like cuts the belly open yeah. and it dives back in and it attacks the doctor underwater and then we see him later and he has these horrific green burns on his face yeah. and they never heal through the movie like he's always bandaged up the kid has burns from where his skin touched it, like, after uh, cutting it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it, when you think about it in, like, the scale of other Godzilla villains, Hedorah really stacks up because there's so much and he's that so he much can bigger do. than yeah. Godzilla. Yeah, he's, he's like... I, I have the book that has all the, yeah. the stats for height and everything, but he is. He's significantly bigger, and... Uh, he can change forms at will. So he can go from his bipedal form to the flying form right. and just wreak havoc. 
And I mean, like, he doesn't have to destroy buildings or anything like that. He can just literally... And it harkens back to the original Godzilla. The smog mm-hmm. acts like the radioactive fire in the original Godzilla, where he'll breathe it on the people running away, and they just ignite in flames and die. Yeah. Like, Hedora does the same thing with the smog. He shoots it out of, like, the jets, the bio... The, uh, the biomechanical jets that are in him and that people breathe it in and just start to die and suffer these horrific deaths. I was trying to look up his size, but I didn't find him. And he shoots like <laughs> sludge at Godzilla that burns him. Too. Right. Yeah. He burns. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he like burns his shoulder. Then he hits him in the eye. And I mean, it's, he gives Godzilla a run for his money. Yeah. Uh, a couple of times, like each time that they fight and then, uh, because, like, I honestly don't think that Godzilla would have been able to beat him if it weren't for the help of the Japanese building the electrodes yeah, that yeah. fried the main body of him. Uh, I, I don't think that Godzilla would have been able to defeat Hedora alone. Yeah, if he didn't have the, yeah, like you said, those whatever they are. <laughs> but they, they, they never actually get him to work. It ends up being Godzilla shooting his his whatever what what's it called this is ray oh yeah his atomic breath yeah and, and the movie just it ends with after they fry the larger bipedal form with the electrodes because the doctor figures out that by using one of the tadpole samples by putting it in between two electrodes and electrifying it that it just cooks it essentially yeah. and it just shrivels up and dies Hard, and that's it hardens it up because it's basically sludge yeah so it just it just fries it and it's dead so they decide to build these bigger ones that'll do the same exact thing to Hedora yeah. and then Godzilla rips his eyeballs I don't know what he rips out of him testicles yeah yeah he just <laughs> he rips these balls out of Hedora literally balls literally just these white balls and then he just burns them I, I was like, is this a Kray dragon? The fucking... I guess, yeah. <laughs> and he just burns them with his atomic breath, and they shrivel up and just yeah. dissolve, and then that's the end of Hedorah, and Godzilla triumphantly... Was that before or after the flying pod version shoots back out of the dried up? They fry it, he takes out, like, sludge out of it, and then it opens up and the flying form takes off. Yeah. And then he brings that form down, and then he... Doesn't he, like, drag it over into the electrodes or something? Yeah. Something similar to that? And then I... Then he fries that yeah, one, and then yeah. he rips the balls out of it. And yeah, yeah. Destroys it. Yeah, I don't know what those were, really. I don't... Yeah, I don't know if it's ever really explained. No. But I was like, well, they must be some Maybe kind that of, like, was the alien life force. force. Yeah, something yeah. that could have, like, uh, re-grew out... Of, maybe they were, like, eggs that hatched inside, and that's yeah. how they, like, did it. I, I don't know, but he... He fries those. And I then, knew they were important enough that he had to destroy them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Godzilla had the uh, enough foresight to know that he had to destroy those in order to actually kill them. Yeah, because he just like completely just like penetrates. Oh yeah, he just digs right in and yeah. just rips them out. Like, like he knew where to look. Yeah, he's like, all right, well, I'm gonna just rip these out. But um, all in all, this is a this is a really good installment. I I think. Right now, I think Hedora might be one of my favorite, um, you know, anti, whatever. People like <laughs> people people shit on this movie a lot, and I'm like, yeah, it's got a couple like weird moments, but at the same time, I'm like, it's and it's also it gets wild too. A lot of the scenes like in the club, yeah. Where the dude is like seeing uh, people with fish heads and everything, like he's been drinking a lot and everything, and then, um, and, and I mean, it, it's kind of a that character sits in the bar and just drinks, and he he's just kind of like depressed the way the world is and all that, and then yeah. he ends up dying. I'm pretty sure he gets hit by the sludge. Okay, that Hidora shoots out at them when they're throwing like the burning like uh, timbers at him. And then Hidora like shoots sludge at them. He gets hit with it, and you never see him again. So I think he died. Um, But this is uh, like like I said, it has a couple weird like psychedelic 
moments to it. The transitions <clears throat> are really cool in this. Yeah. Where they have the animated Hedora, but like it'll do something and then it freeze frames on one piece of the animation and that becomes the transition into the next scene. Yeah. So there are a lot of really creative things done uh, cinematography-wise with this movie. Yeah, you could tell there was like new things being discovered. Yeah. Because, that, and that's one thing I want to bring up when we start talking about the next one as well. But, um, yeah, like, you could tell that technology was advancing because things just look better the way, I don't know. Like, it's just, you could tell it's different. Oh, yeah. That's a different time um, since even just the last one. And I, I think that's what the, the series needed in this. Like, like I said, going through and watching, I was, like, picking out things that I really liked and like thinking about thinking back on it when i watched this when i was a kid i was like this is not this is not nearly as bad as i remember it yeah. it's like some of these scenes are really good like there's a couple shots that are menacing that the cinematographer like the cinematographer had uh hedora backlit mm. and lit from the side so like the eyes were glowing but like you never saw like the face it would just like creepily like come yeah no it. i yeah. and there's a couple like jump scares too where you don't know what's going on. like um uh miki like hits the gas in her car and it won't move and then like the sludge starts like swallowing up mm. the car and they have to get out before it pulls the car in and everything yeah. uh and there's a lot of good like night battle scenes that are really well lit and everything to really give you the uh, impression that Hedora is like this menace. Yeah. Like he, he comes out at night to, to hunt and feed and like sludge cats. <laughs> I liked uh, when they had to, to, you know, try to distract them and, and bring him in towards the uh electric oh with the headlights yeah and the guy's like yelling he's like if you don't do it now it's gonna escape and yeah then they, like turn on the headlights and turn them off to get I, into... I just thought that was pretty cool like it was cool because you're like yeah. for as smart as this alien intelligence is yeah it's still an animal you can distract it pretty easily yeah like and, and you could tell he was he he was hesitant kind of he's like i don't know if i should go towards these whatever he's thinking and then but, I, I think he realized that they were cars yeah and he was like oh i can eat them like yeah so then he like made his way over there slowly but, but when he they still did it when they're doing that and they 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 cut back to the japanese military i, I think they're military i can't remember but uh so like the trucks are over at a different spot yeah they're they, like they, they still they still have the light flashing uh from the perspective of the other guys mm -hmm. i just thought it was a good continuity kind of thing yeah you know oh yeah yeah this movie has some really good like like i said the story in this is pretty good yeah I... like other than other than them like quickly building giant electrodes like to kill <laughs> like and i don't know how much time passes yeah in between so it, it could be like a week or so you know you never know they never really like explain how fast these movies go but um yeah like i said all around this is this is a pretty good flick like i yeah. I, I might actually watch this again when i go home just to like pay more attention to it and just be like okay like i'm honestly I'm, I'm thinking invested. about it as well yeah it's it's just so good like everybody just like i said the fandom just kind of shits on this movie because they're like eh, it's just pushing an environmentalist agenda and all and yeah. i'm like yeah but bono took the same ideals from the first godzilla and implemented it towards something that uh, something else that was a sign of the times like yeah it was, right that was a big thing in the 70s everybody was trying to save the earth which yep. is the name of the title song save the earth <laughs> okay okay so everybody was trying to save the earth with uh at that time yeah and i don't know he hit it out of the park like yeah he, this was 71 yeah like six you know 19 and it looks good for 71 yeah it does it looks really good like yeah. I, I don't know what kind of techniques they used or maybe it's the remaster but i'm like this movie looks good like it still looks pretty fine speaking of that i have to show you something that has nothing to do with godzilla after the podcast so hopefully i don't forget <laughs> i'll remind you <laughs> um so yeah I, I 
I don't know if we want to go right in a. I mean, if we, we don't, if we don't have anything else to say about it, uh, we could. I just really enjoyed it. I, I don't yeah, have it, like a ton to really say about it. No, no, way. it just it, it tackles a hard hitting topic, and I think it does it well. It does it as good as the first Godzilla. Like Hedora, Hedora is the Godzilla of the seventies, right? And he he terrifies you. You see the stuff that he can do, and you're like, okay. Yeah. That makes me absolutely terrified. What? Like, you would never want to go outside, yeah. ever, because you'd never know where he was flying over. Like, he would just kill anything in his path. Sludge. <laughs> and, he, and he didn't even have to, uh, like, oh, and there's another really good sequence in this where uh, it kind of reminded me of uh, The Last Jedi. Okay. When Haldo hyperspaces through the supremacy and blows it up, and there's no sound. Right. There's the scene in this where the construction workers up on like the steel beams and he screams as he jumps off the building and then there's no audio at all as Hedora flies through it and oh. then it just melts in on itself. There's no sound effects to it at all. And I was like, that's kind of cool. I was like, I kind of like that. I think I missed that part. That Yeah. Uh, but that just reminded me of it. I was like, it works. I'm yeah. like, it, it works. It's not as powerful as... Haldo's maneuver, yeah. but yeah, that it's, was pretty great. But it's still like I got where he was coming from with it, and I think it works better without any audio. Yeah, uh, but all around, this movie's pretty great. And, and I honestly rewatch it. Like when I popped this in this morning, I was like, "Well, here we go." And then after watching it, I was like, "I was like, I changed my mind on this movie. Like this yeah. is this is actually pretty good." Yeah. Uh, I'll let you rate okay, first, okay. and then I'll rate. Um, I, I get. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eight out of ten, which might be the one of the higher ones that I've done. I think, if not the highest. I really. We should really write these down because I don't remember. But, we can always uh, go back and re-listen to the episode <laughs> yeah. and like, figure out what we said. Yeah, we probably should do that. Um, but print out a chart. And I'm sure yeah, yeah, and yeah, just the. <clears throat> the the villainous uh you know i don't know how what i'm trying to say the like the, the menacing quality. the menacing quality of of hedora is is just phenomenal and he's only ever in two movies which is disappointing it, that yeah i saw that on his wikipedia page um but <clears throat> um oh my god i can't speak today <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and the the ties to, you know, the similarities between him and Godzilla, how how you said he's the the Godzilla of the seventies, um, you know, basically being made from a man made tragedy or however you want to put it, mm -hmm. um, and, and, it's and I picked same... up on that right away, and yeah. I thought that was yeah, because Godzilla was a ancient dinosaur that nuclear radiation yeah. woke up this is an alien that feeds off of our pollution right and that's how he becomes and the it monster makes it, him it mirrors it yeah. yeah and it mirrors it and you're just like wow that's genius yeah and yeah. It, like i said it's a shame that he's only in two movies because he he is actually a pretty compelling villain yeah because that's all he does he just feeds off of pollution and there's there's and absolutely no reason you can't bring him back a ton because there could be more of them out there <laughs> yeah and when you think about it too at that time in the 70s when pollution was you know it still is but when pollution was like a much bigger deal to everybody back then you're like okay so what if we didn't stop Hedora? what if he just continued to feed like what would he become like yeah. you start thinking about that and you're like holy shit He'd like become he, galactus <laughs> yeah he would just become this <laughs> he would engulf the earth like yeah. he would just become a huge monster that would probably just consume planets yeah for the rest of its lifetime but yeah i mean it's it's just a, a compelling thing i'm gonna go ahead and give it an 8.5 out of 10 All right. and like before if you had asked me this morning what i would rate this just on my watches from when i was younger yeah i'd be like five right but it kicked it up a couple notches. Yeah, like yeah. I, I'm, I'm enjoying going back and watching these movies where I was, have either fond memories of them and they're not as good, or 
not liking them as much and then watching them and going, this is actually pretty genius. Yeah. And this is one of those cases where I'm like, this is a pretty good flick. Like, uh, I would definitely, I would definitely put this in a you have to watch. Yeah. Because, uh, like I said, this movie gets shit on, but if you watch it and really take in what it's trying to do and the mirroring that it does, yeah. like, it's a great installment. Yeah. It I might don't... be one of the best of the Showa era. And, like I said, it just does not get the credit that it deserves. I, I would almost argue, up until now, I think this is probably the best one we've watched. The best of the Showa? Like, yeah. I, I think I still like Godzilla vs. Mothra. Okay. A lot. Yeah. And Invasion of Astro Monster. Those two, but this would probably be well in King Kong versus Godzilla. Who? How could we leave that one out? Yeah, uh, this is yeah. definitely in the top five Showa yeah. movies, though. Definitely, like, and before this morning, I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> I'd have been like, yeah, it's tail end, like down with Son of. Well, I can't even say Son of Godzilla is bad anymore. I would, but I, yeah, I, I would have terrible. said this is like lumped in with Godzilla's Revenge. <laughs> but like I said, I haven't watched this movie in like ten years. Yeah. So going back and watching it now, I'm like, this is this is good. <laughs> See, I, I love that you're you're also, not that I expect you to not get anything out of doing this, but I love that you're rediscovering, you know, from elements different... I never saw before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, when you're like ten years old or like, 50, you know, I think I watched this when I was like twelve, maybe. Yeah. And I watched it a couple of times, and I was like, eh, it's got some, it's got some decent elements to it you know it's fun i mean there's definitely movies like i I can't think of an example but there's definitely movies i do it a ton with music Mm -hmm. as anybody that had listened to our or yeah to the musicology with my cousin um like we were talking about our top punk bands and every time we talked about one i'm like you know what i actually hated them yeah like I hated Paramore when they came out. I hated uh, My Chemical Romance when they came out. Like, I hated Fall Out Boy when they came out. Like, it, but once I grew older, you know, have a different taste and a different appreciation for for different things. So, yeah, I mean, like, so it makes sense that you know you you'll rediscover some some things. Yeah, and I think that's a nice part about it is you revisit these movies after so many years and you're like eh, that wasn't as good now it's better yeah because you like like i said watching these movies as kids i've grown up a lot more and my taste has changed so it's nice it's refreshing to go back and watch one of these movies and yeah. be like ah that was actually much better than i remember it right that it's it's a rewarding well it's a pleasantly rewarding type of thing like it's surprising yeah you're, you're like oh shit like yeah guess i like that movie a lot more <laughs> than i did yeah that's that's definitely going to be one the as as we both stated a possibly yeah. a rewatch immediately yeah like like i said like i was working on other things this morning while i had it on yeah but just watching it i'm like this is good like, <laughs> man i really need to go back and watch this again yeah all right, moving on to number two out of three. That's right. We are on Godzilla vs. Gigan now from 1972. And let me just say from the get-go, this movie <laughs> has an awesome opening sequence. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. An um, excellent score. Yeah. The score of this movie is amazing. The, so, so, Akira Ifakube knocked it out of the park with the score for this movie. So when the movie starts and, like, the credits are rolling, just the effects that they used, I was like, holy shit, we're on, like, a whole different... Like, like a whole other planet. or Like, a whole like different a, we're on like decade a or something. And everything. Yeah. yeah, we got, like, all these very intricate computer screens and buttons, blinking buttons and everything. And yeah, like, like, what the hell is this? Like, it just seemed like technology for making... For, like the title sequence you know just it's like they went a whole different way with it well and and that's and that's another cool thing with it too is that you get the toho uh the toho logo come up and then you get godzilla 
on Monster Island, like walking towards the camera. And he does one roar, and then he rears back, and the fire, he shoots the fire into the camera, and yeah. the title comes out of that. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. I was like, that's so freaking cool. Like, I remember this title very vividly, and I was like, oh, here it comes. And then we get one of the greatest scores ever composed by Yeah, I, I was meaning the, like the like the name plates and stuff oh, yeah. that come out. That's, yeah. that's, that's kind of what I was specifically meaning oh yeah yeah that's awesome too like the the whole opening sequence is pretty good and just felt so different it transitions into a comic book a couple comic book pages yeah uh where this guy is pitching his comic idea to um like a, a writer or editor yeah and he's like yeah i don't like it and like sends him off and he eventually the way that it plays out he gets a job at this is the one with the theme park right yes okay. he gets he gets a job at children's land which is a monster based theme park and he's like okay i can sell my ideas to these guys because i have monsters they need ideas for monsters and all this and uh we get a guy who looks like weird al japanese weird al <laughs> in his orange uh orange suit and uh we begin to realize pretty quickly that these guys are not right. Something's yeah. weird about them. Uh, and what what's the main character's name? I'm trying to remember his name. Gengo. Uh, he goes to talk to the this guy, the guy who Fumio goes to his parents because he's the chairman of the children's land hmm. and he goes to ask them like how he went into that and they're like he's dead and he's like what and he's like i just saw him in tokyo last week and they're oh, like yeah. he's been dead a year and, like they had a climbing accident he and his buddy and they show him the picture the last picture and it's the, and it's the other guy yeah. is with him so he's like oh, okay something's weird here yeah so then we start finding out that they have this whole back room that is like a control room and it's all space age technology and all that. And, uh, they're holding this, uh, another one of the main characters, her brother to help them build what they're trying to accomplish. And he, Gengo finds a tape and takes it. And then they end up playing it. Mm. He and the other, the other main character who her brother's being held and, the signal starts transponding and they're like, someone's playing the tape. They're like, where is it? And they like are trying to shut the signal off. And then, uh, the guy says, he's, he's like, well, he's like, we're safe. He's like, nobody could understand that. What was going on with that tape. And the guy's like, well, the monsters on monster Island could understand it. Like <laughs> we're in trouble if they heard it. And then we cut to monster Island and, and Geras and Godzilla are talking. Yeah. <laughs> They're oh, talking. Comic book talking. Yeah. Oh no. You watch the Japanese version. I watch the English version where they have voices. Oh, uh, okay. The comic book talking is acceptable. <laughs> yeah. The human voices are not. Oh my God. Uh, but they, um, totally different experience on my end then. So they're like, okay, uh, we got to figure out what is going on here. Like something's weird. We got a, a signal going off and all that. And he tells Angiris to check it out. Yeah. So Angiris goes, swims to Sagami Bay where they have to fight him off with tanks and maser cannons and all this. And then he eventually swims back. And then, uh, these we find out that the the chairman and the secretary of world children's land are these cockroach-like aliens from nebula oh, space yeah. hunter m because the power goes out and they end up seeing like our group gets captured or found out by them and the power goes out and they see their actual shadows like against the wall that they're these cockroach-like yeah. aliens that are wearing the two dead characters like as costumes like it's men very men in black yeah i was gonna say <laughs> like they're wearing these skin suits to like conceal their real identities maybe they need some salt water yeah or and, sugar, uh, sugar sugar water. water yeah sugar water and uh they talk about how their world was ravaged by pollution uh there were humans living on their world they all died off but they survived hmm. and they uh, their world's dying because they were too late to develop technology and all that to save themselves. 
So they come to Earth to take it over. So that, they, but the weird thing that sets it off is they're telling their plan about what they're gonna do with Children's Land, and they're like, yeah, they're like, we're gonna build uh, models of all the monsters on Monster Island. Then we're gonna go there and kill them all. And he's like, why? And they're like. <laughs> Because they're monsters. Like, we'll have statues of them here, and kids can see them, and then we'll kill off the really dangerous monsters. And I'm like, what? I'm like, that should be a red flag right there, man. <laughs> so we get... Uh, I mean, you should want to kill them, because, like, they destroy stuff. Yeah, and then they they put, uh, they put in these tapes that are going to send out a signal to awaken Gigan and Ghidorah. Because they're the two monsters that they need to take over the world. So they get the tape back and they play both the signals and it hatches these jewel like these eggs, I'm gonna call them, but they're like diamonds yeah. like that turn into uh Gigan and Ghidorah, and then they both are making their way towards Earth and they land and then they start to destroy tokyo like that's their first target is destroy tokyo and then we'll take over the other places as we go along and uh then godzilla and angir angiris comes back with godzilla to tokyo so that they can fight gigan and Ghidorah. and the the secretary's like well damn it like godzilla's here now and he's like "Mm, it's all part of the plan he's like don't worry he's like they'll (laughs) they'll take him out and what is it? They they blow up. Our main characters end up freeing the brother. He tells them where to hit to like disable the communications to the monsters. Right. And they end up. They cut off the communication to Gigan and Ghidorah, and then they're just kind of like standing there, like dumbfounded, like they don't know what to do because <laughs> they're not under control. Uh, but there's like a big fight between. Uh, and the, the music does a really good job at illustrating, like, this is, this is, like, they're losing. Like, Godzilla and Anguirus are losing this battle. Like, there's no way that they're gonna be able to win it. Like, Godzilla's getting... This is one of the first Godzilla movies with blood in it. Oh, yeah. Because Gigan's like, cutting open Godzilla with the claws. Godzilla's face is getting busted open with the claws. Anguirus runs into the buzzsaw of Gigan's chest and rips his face all up. And, of course, we have stock there's footage. A, there's a shot of Gigan. Um, he, like, flies over Godzilla and, like, cuts his shoulder. Yeah, cuts his shoulder open and there's blood just yeah, flies just... out of there. <laughs> and uh, so we get, like, the big battle there. And then they cut the communications to the other monsters. And then Godzilla goes after the tower which we find out is a giant laser cannon yeah. that shoots at Godzilla and like knocks him down and then they're able to <clears throat> they're able to disable that somehow and Godzilla destroys the tower killing both the the chairman and the secretary and they turn into their cockroach forms before they die that's weird um and then uh Godzilla and Angiris kick Gigan and Ghidorah off the planet, and they're like, "Get out of here!" Yeah, they just fly off. I believe. Yeah. I, I feel I thought I remembered most of this movie, but I don't know. I was pretty. A lot of things there that I kind of forgot. Yeah, I I remembered most of it. Uh, so this was one I really didn't have to pay a ton of attention yeah. to. Um. But it was all around. It was a good. It was a pretty good installment. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hate it. Uh, I thought it was weird uh, how they wanted to make a theme park. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Because Godzilla is he like a good guy now at this point? I guess. Yeah, he's kind of like an Earth defender. I okay. guess you call. And actually, this movie had two different titles. What is? Uh, it should be up at the top, I think. What's its alternate title? Because it has an alternate title. Earth Destruction Directive Godzilla vs. Gigan. Okay. I, I thought it had like an Earth Defender type of thing hmm. to it. But yeah, Godzilla and Anguirus are clearly like trying to save yeah. Tokyo and all that. Save Japan from the aliens. But, uh... 
Yeah, this is a this is a very fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah, yeah. It's not uh, had great action. Like it did. It had a lot of really good yeah. monster action when they weren't using stock footage from Destroy All Monsters and. Uh, yeah, I did notice some. Yeah. And Godzilla versus uh, King Ghidorah or King Ghidorah the Three Head Monster. But yeah, when when they weren't using any. Uh, uh, stock footage or anything. It was yeah. pretty good. It's always good to see Angiris, you know. Oh yeah, this is definitely a movie where Angiris is uh, is top tier. Yeah. Hero. Yeah, I don't want to go to the to the mainland. You you go see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You, you, <laughs> you go check it out. You're the sidekick here. Yeah, uh, my cat is having terrible times breathing. He's across the room, too. There's one behind you. Yeah. It is that one over there. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, I don't think it's picking it up, but... Yeah, so this... I, I like this one. I, I There's really not much to say about it. No, it's... It's um, pretty basic. You know, it's... I think I probably only feel that way just because I had just watched... Fedora, and really liked that one. <laughs> yeah, I thought like it was. It was much the deeper. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was gonna be the opposite. I was gonna be like, oh, like th- there's nothing wrong with the story. No, in this movie, it's fine. Like there's there's nothing wrong with it. Um, but it's it's definitely a uh, a different a, a different take on yeah. how it goes. But uh, it, it's it's pretty good. Definitely, you know. With, with most of these, you know, very, very aimed towards kids. Yes. I think that's yeah. definitely why they were building a theme park. <laughs> yeah, because it, it enticed kids to, like, watch it. Cause which, like, which you know, it's you a know, amusement park. Which, uh... And, of course, kids watching this, they don't care about the story or no. anything. They're just like, yeah, I want to see the monsters fight. Right. Gigan has a cool design. Yeah. It's like a cyborg space bird type of thing. Yeah, the, the blade on the chest was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I really like that. Um... The, the Godzilla Tower actually looked pretty cool. Yeah. I, I really like the design of it. Um, it's kind of weird how the elevator was out front and you could, like, watch it, but I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an interesting an interesting installment. Uh, like I said, I, this was a favorite of mine as a kid. I still like it a lot. Yeah. But it's... It's just your generic Godzilla threat monster beat up yeah. movie. I mean, this is a a definite. I mean, you don't have to watch it. <laughs> no, but, but I would recommend <clears throat> nothing to wrong watch with it. watching it. it. Yeah, I would recommend it because it's it's fun. Yeah. Um. So I'll, I'll go ahead and, and rate it. Uh, I think I think this one's going to be probably a seven. Seven out of ten. I probably second a, a seven. I'd I'd go six point five. Six okay. six point five. It's good. It, it it is good. It's there are a lot of really good points to it, but I think uh, I, I I think it's just kind of the uh, what, what what am I trying to say? The uh, run of the mill. It's a run of the mill godzilla movie i mean we, yeah. we've already seen the monsters under control story done oh, in right, invasion yeah. of astro monster yeah. so it's just kind of like okay we're doing this again yeah so it's, a, it's <laughs> a different environment so i guess it's it's a little bit more interesting uh but still aliens just still different. aliens control and stuff <laughs> um but yeah i, I mean Bug that's people. that's that's about it's about as good as i could yeah as good, good as i could it. rate it so this one, we move on to my dad's favorite. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, this one, we, I mean, of course, we we've talked about the similarities between Power Rangers and Godzilla because they're made the same way. Um, but my God, Jet Jaguar. Is straight Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, Godzilla versus Megalon. Really, I mean that that kind of stuff. The the uh, like the Tokusatsu genre was thriving in Japan with Ultraman and all that. 
Yeah. But boy, did this really like kick it into high gear. When is the original Power Rangers, like Japanese Power Rangers? Eight, late 80s, early 90s. I, I thought it started in the 70s. It might have. It yeah. might have. So, um, so it was probably probably pretty close to around this time. Yeah. So, I mean, this stuff was it was getting kicked off heavily with this movie because yeah. this was the giant robot, giant monster action movie to to watch to even, really get even Megalon himself. Like, I'm pretty sure we've seen a, a very similar monster in in the Power Rangers. Oh, show. probably. Like he he straight up reminds me of a Power Ranger villain. I, I would go as far to say that that there's a chance that Megalon and Gigan may or may not have been part of partly inspiration for Megatron and Starscream's tag tag teams. Okay. Because when I watch this movie and they both like flee, I'm reminded of the end of Transformers and Transformers Two where they're always just running away. <laughs> like they get their asses kicked and they're just running away. And like I'm always reminded, like I'm like, huh. I'm like reminds me a lot of Megalon and Gigan, and they hmm. both can fly, but yeah. one is also a tank that can drill and stuff, and the other one is like a jet. And right. I'm like, huh? I'm like, they kind of are similar, yeah, in a lot of ways. Uh, but uh, that that was just one thing I wanted to point out because it felt it it feels like it inspired a lot of other things. This movie, I definitely could feel that. Yeah. Um, and I, this is this is definitely one of those ones where they were pushing the envelope with what they could do. Yeah. As far as story with with all these uh, different different monsters coming together, there are these ancient civilizations that always want to wage war on Earth and all yeah. that. But th- this this one has a pretty decent story too. Thinking about it. Um, yeah, I I kind of forget already what the two. The main characters go back to their place. I think the one guy was going to show off Jet Jaguar to the other one. And they get back to his apartment, and they're jumped by two guys. I forget. Professor Snape and... um, What was the other guy? I can't remember what the other guy looked like. But the one guy (laughs) looks exactly like Professor Snape. (laughs) And I I forget who it is. He's just like a C-topian agent. Yeah. Um, Okay, so they don't even really have names. Yeah, they have like uh, Wolf. I, I think it was probably Wolf. Wolf Otsuki. What I believe that would have been him as the Cetopian agent. Um, and then we, <laughs> this always cracks me up. Emperor Antonio <laughs> of Cetopia. Yeah. Uh, but w- so the movie starts out with a, a like a, a prologue with. Uh, an underground nuclear test being conducted in 1971 on uh, some islands in the South Pacific, but it was felt the whole way on Monster Island, mm. and they have stock footage from Destroy All Monsters when the gas is like going everywhere, and they just have all the monsters like falling down and all this. And then we have a couple newer footage with Godzilla and Anguirus, and the the islands like collapsing in places, and that sort of kicks it off to where the Cetopians are like, all right, we've had enough of these underground nuclear tests. Like, we're going to come up there and kick your guys' ass. <laughs> uh, and so they they drain a lake as an exit point for Megalon to actually drive up through the mantle of the Earth to actually reach the surface. So they Megalon comes up and uh, starts destroying shit. Jaguar flies to Easter Island where Godzilla has made his new home (laughs) and requests that he comes to help fight Megalon. So Godzilla, of course, agrees and follows Jet Jaguar. And then the Cetopians enlist the help of Gigan to fly to Earth to help them take over the Earth and fight back and everything. So, Gigan and Megalon show up, they start destroying Tokyo and all this, and then Godzilla shows up with Jet Jaguar, and then they have a big fight uh, with some of the absolute goofiest ways of fighting imaginable to where Godzilla does like a half-mile flying drop kick (laughs) by sliding on his tail, 
and then he picks up Megalon by his tail and like slams him down. Which we have seen something like that. Before. Yeah. Um, and then ultimately it ends with Godzilla and Jet Jaguar besting Gigan and Megalon and them Megalon burrowing back underground and Gigan flying away back into space. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a very fun movie. I'll say that it's it's very fun. It's it's one that I remember watching a lot as a kid because uh, Megalon is my dad's favorite character. <laughs> um, Megalon is a very cool, unique kaiju. I mean, he's definitely cool. I I, I find it very interesting that it's your dad's favorite. He is. Uh, I don't know. There's there's something very very unique about it he's just this burrowing beetle creature that he has to be part cyborg like with the yeah the the way that his like uh drills they form together yeah, like, they don't magnetically, feel, yeah. and then they'll spin to like drill through they don't feel like natural no they don't feel organic they yeah. feel like something that was created to help him like do that like almost like he was maybe altered in yeah some, some way and he is able to shoot these like napalm bombs out of his out of his uh, mouth. Yeah. He shoots lightning out of the horn. Uh, he's very fun to play as in the video games because mm. you can burrow underneath other characters and like jump up underneath them and pick them up and okay. just like throw them. Uh, God, we still need to play that. Cause... Yeah. He he's a very unique unique character. Uh. And I, I think that's one reason why I like this movie, is because Megalon is different, and we never see Megalon again, which is kind of disappointing. That sucks. Because Megalon is, he, he deserves to be in some other form. I don't care if it's comic form or anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, just bring the character back, because there, there's, there's a lot that could be done with that storyline. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, they kind of never used them again. Because I think a lot of people would were just like, yeah, this movie's goofy. Like we're we're not we're not incorporating anything else into this. That honestly makes it more of a reason to use them. Yeah. For something else, yeah. really. Well, hell, look, Gabra is coming back in the anime. Yeah. And he was never actually like a canonical character. He was just in the imagination of uh, the right, kid. Right. Right. Like, there's no reason you can't bring Megalon, who is a canonical character. Uh, with some unique abilities and everything and a cool backstory mm. like with he's connected to the Cetopians there's a whole slew of stuff that you could do with that that is just untapped potential I mean obviously we don't have a lot of information about that that anime series yeah but oh there's a it, chance like in season two well, that's what I'm saying like if bring this these thing goes characters yeah back. if things go good like we, who knows what we could see? Yeah, which yeah. is the most exciting thing about it to to me. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much potential for it that you know you could you could definitely do it. It's um, it's a fun movie. It's a, it's, a, it's a very fun movie. A lot of action in it. Yeah, it's very action heavy. It it kind of relies a lot on the action to drive it. There's never really like a, a dull moment. There's never a a moment where you're like, "Okay, let's speed this up a little bit." Like it's it's yeah, all it very great, action heavy, very good pace. Uh, it, I mean, it, it with the exception of the last ten minutes that I had to watch when when I realized I forgot to, <laughs> but because uh, I had to get ready for work this morning, um, but like it flew by. Like you, it, the, yeah, like you said, there wasn't a dull moment. Um, so definitely, yeah, great, uh, yeah, good watch. I <laughs> yeah, and, and it, the reason why I lumped all three of these together is because this is kind of a pseudo sequel to Godzilla vs. I would Gigan. definitely say this ob has to be connected. Yeah, because you have Gigan returning, right? So you know, like it, it obviously takes place sometime Within after, some, yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, Destroy All Monsters kind of fucked up the timeline. So now we're, like, back and we're still, like, building to it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, it's so messed up. It is. The the timelines in these movies are all sorts of messed up. I mean, I don't see any reason why 
Hedorah isn't connected either. There's nothing specifically saying that it is. But. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. There's It's like unspoken what movies are in canonical order and yeah. what movies aren't. Yep. I know some of the, the later ones are direct sequels to the original. Yeah. It just completely skips everything else. Yep. Which is fine, but, <laughs> you know. Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything, anything you want to say, like about this movie like anything that you particularly liked or didn't like i mean other than what i already said about jet jaguar like i don't know if this is the right statement but it's almost like i felt right at home with this movie like i there was just so much stuff that that felt nostalgic for me even though i've never seen this movie yeah you know what i mean like it, it took you back to to a simpler time of yeah like the, the tokusatsu genre. Because, I mean, I remember watching Godzilla when I was a kid. And I know that I liked it because it was... I knew it was similar. I, I couldn't put my finger on what it was about it. But I knew it was similar to Power Rangers. Because that's where I would say my, my, li- my love for Godzilla came from. Because I knew it was very similar. Um, and I didn't really know... So in my mind, I think as a kid, it was like, oh, it's just big monsters. Yeah. Well, here to come to find out, like, there's people in these these suits. Mm-hmm. Like, so it wasn't only that they were big monsters. It was almost as if subconsciously I knew that it was, like, made the same way or something. Yeah. But. Um, uh, and that's, that's one thing that, uh, one thing that I meant to bring up about these movies the last three movies that we watched they give the monsters so much personality you forget that they're people in suits oh yeah every time i watch one of these yeah it's like i don't even think about it yeah like godzilla except i don't remember which one of these movies it was it might have been in hedora but there's this scene where godzilla i forget what he does but his head's kind of tilted back uh huh and I swear to god I saw like the person's face in the neck oh I swear to god I did I I don't remember which movie it was but I was like oh boy (laughs) yeah like and that that's that's something that I think it might have been when he was getting up from something or something oh and the face just kind of like pushed against it it pushed against the the skin I I would I would say that these are like especially these three they give the monsters so much personality you forget that they're like puppets or people in suits. Yeah. Uh, like Megalon like does this this roar, but it's kinda like a laugh. Like he's laughing like yeah. taunting Godzilla or whatever. And like Gigan does the same thing. But I that that's some that's part of the charm of these movies is they, they give the monsters so much personality that you 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 don't care. Yeah. You're you're not looking at it. Uh, critically and being like well that just looks stupid you're just kind of like enjoying it because they're a character and they're yeah. done so well that you're just you, you don't care you're just like no th- this this is a character of the movie it's not a, a special effect or anything right. like that well that's like with you know with all of these movies uh like the when you know that it's a mini- miniature set or whatever I, <clears throat> some people look at that like my mom and my sister, because I watched uh, Geigen over at their house, at least part of it, and uh, they're like, "This is so stupid!" Like you could tell that that's, you know, a, a miniature set or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, I know. You know how much time probably went into that? Oh yeah, <laughs> only know? only to be destroyed. Uh, yeah, to be stomped and and blew up. Yeah, exactly. Like, so like that." I admire those things. No, yeah, as you should. I mean, it's yeah, it's just one of those. I forget where I was going with that, but it, it, it's one of those things where you need you need to have that. You need to have that in there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it just gets it, it gets lost. the The movie doesn't hit the same yeah. when there's not that love that went into it. Like, and you know, all these movies were made with with love and care. Oh yeah. 
like you can laugh at them all you want but when it boils down to it it's like hey some dude spent like 24 hours building that building that just got destroyed right. with <laughs> visual effect explosions and all that yeah like come on like or uh, actual cut, explosions yeah yeah like like cut them some slack like yeah. they're, they're doing great work and, and sometimes those miniature buildings there's so there's such fine detail in there yeah that you're like is that is that an actual like small building? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the the model makers do yeah. phenomenal jobs with it. Like little and, details and you wouldn't think you would have to put in there. Yeah. Like like things in the window or you know the balconies on buildings yeah. or and, whatever. And I'm glad we're like getting back into that, where special effects are kind of coming full circle like we have the mandalorian that's using miniatures now to do shots like mini like they use models of the ships to get the shots which is just like wow that's awesome we're actually going back to doing things the old school way putting in the effort and the love that goes into doing that and you could versus making it yeah versus making it in a computer and just being like yeah we're done yeah like there's there's nothing there's no reward to that. Like yeah. I feel like these model makers who make this stuff are rewarded with that. Like they're like, yeah, that, I did that. Like, I made that. Yeah, like I made that with my hands. Yeah, that's got to be one of the best things to take from, like being a person that made to help make some of these miniatures, and, and even the suits and and everything in these movies, like you. You know they're real, so you know somebody made each part of it. Exactly. <laughs> and that's that's one thing I like to think about every time I watch any of these. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember where we're going with any of that, but... I, I think it was just a nice little uh, yeah. way to tie that up. Because, <laughs> like I said, there's not a lot to talk about with the movie. Yeah. As far as, like, the story goes. I mean, it's just a... It's a race against time to figure out if they can save the world or not. Yep. And they do, because Jack yep. Jaguar is awesome. Yep. So, that's... He doesn't show up very much, does he? No. Okay. This is the only time. Okay. Other than the anime <laughs> and the video game, he shows up in Yeah. The, um, does he have his own series? No. Oh, okay. No. Jet Jaguar is just a standalone... Damn it. ...in this movie. Well, my life is ruined. I think he shows up in, like, one of the Zone Fighter or something like that. I think he shows up. I could be wrong. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. So, I guess we can rate this one. Yeah, so I, I, I guess I gotta go 7.5. Because I definitely, as much as I did enjoy this movie, I don't think I was as wowed or invested as as uh Hedora. Yeah, I don't think I was um, either. I, I think that's strictly the, the best out of the three that we yeah, watched. Honestly. Um so yeah, seven point five just because it, it has to be lower. <laughs> yeah. But I, I did really enjoy it. I I'm just sad now because Judge Jaguar doesn't exist. No, I should be happy because Judge Jaguar is in the anime. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you have that to look for. <laughs> yes. Um, I'd give this one the same rating as Godzilla vs. Gag and a 6.5. Um, like I said, it's a lot of fun. I, I still enjoy watching this movie, but it's just kind of that, you know, there, there's not a whole lot of, uh, whole lot of, excuse me, um, a lot of good substance to it. It's just kind of there. Okay. It's fun, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's there's nothing wrong with it at all. Watch it; it's it's fun flick. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think like like we said, uh, Godzilla versus Hedora is the the gem, yeah. the hidden gem in the Showa in the late Showa series uh, that is just unbeatable. We, we need to find like a subreddit or a a fan base for that movie because it's going to be hard to top. Yeah, it, it really is. I don't really know what's coming up. Oh, well, I guess I've seen a couple, you know, with the Mecha Godzilla and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
I don't know. I just really like that one. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see if, it, <laughs> if there's another one that's uh, tough enough to beat it. Yeah. But I guess that's about it for so, yeah, the, those three. The next one coming up. Is Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla yep. and Terror of Mechagodzilla. Yeah. I like Mechagodzilla. And that will conclude the Showa series. Right. So yep. next episode will conclude the Showa era of Godzilla movies and then we'll move into the Heisei era. That's very interesting. Yeah. We're going to talk about the end of an era <laughs> and then a birth of a new one. So, yeah. So speaking of... of you know us changing the eras i gotta say i think most of what i've seen as a kid had to be the the heisei era it could be because i none of these i no we're jumping maybe I, I can't remember which one what is what this might be the one that i saw as a kid there's one with mechagodzilla that i saw as a kid that i loved well there this one is from 93 and this one has Fire Rodan and Baby Godzilla in it. Okay, yeah, definitely not that one. This one has King Caesar, which is like a big lion god thing. Yeah. And Anguirus. And then this has Titanosaurus, which is a big uh, underwater dinosaur. Huh. I don't know. I'll have to get back to that because I don't, I don't know which one it was. Uh, the one that I... The one shot that I remember, Mechagodzilla... Shows up, they think it's actual Godzilla because he has like fake skin That's on. That's this one. Okay. That's 1974's Godzilla okay. versus Mechagodzilla because he burns all the skin off. Yeah, there's like one shot that that like a little piece of skin shows shows after Godzilla breathes fire on it or something. Or no, Anguirus somebody leaves it off with yeah. like his tail or something. Right. And then he kills. Well, he doesn't kill Anguirus, but he like rips uh, his tongue out. But we'll, oh, get, we'll right. get we'll get to yeah, all yeah. that. So yeah, that that that's the one. So I guess it was from the show era. Um, this is a good one though. But that's yeah. a very good one. I like that one a lot. So yeah, if, if you want to be part of the the discussion, uh, watch those for the next one: Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla and Terror of Mechagodzilla. Yep. They're gonna be I can't phenomenal. Wait. Me either. I um, need I need a good figure of Mechagodzilla. And yes, they're really you expensive. Do. You do need a good figure <laughs> of them. So thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch you next time.